Absolutely. The problem is if you decide to douse yourself in cologne or perfume, then you're going to have people who are sensitive like I am leave you. This episode is brought to you by my book, Speak From Within. Learn how you can engage, inspire, and motivate any audience. You can also download my four simple tips to make starting any conversation a breeze at the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Whether you're writing the first sentence of a book or solving the climate crisis to get people's attention, you need to tell your story creatively. On the show, I interview peak performers who are coming up with those creative stories and solutions. Through creativity, compassion, and collaboration, they're changing the world. I also bring you ideas and techniques to unlock your potential to do the same. And now, let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to another Vegan Life Solutions episode of the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg. Thank you for being here. Today, I want to talk to you about something that is very close to my heart, in part because of some issues that I have. They're ongoing issues. They've been getting worse as I get older. And you might have some of these issues, too, and you might not even know it. And I'm talking about fragrances right now. Fragrances. Ikes. <laughs> Yeah, so I have fragrance sensitivities, downright allergies. Certainly, I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. And as I get older, I'm more and more allergic to perfumes, colognes, and detergents of any kind. So, for example, I'm going to be staying in a hotel next week, and I had to call the hotel and go, hey, whatever air fresheners, especially those plug-in ones you might be using, whatever you might be spraying in the room, whatever toiletries you might be leaving, Remove all of that. Don't spray, don't air freshen, and don't leave me any toiletries at all. Because even if they have, even if they're sealed, if they have scent, chances are I'm probably going to get very sick from smelling them, from inhaling them. So I have to do that for everything. And you could imagine what living in New York City, walking near thousands of people every single day does to someone with allergies like this. It is not fun. And there are detergents that are really pouring on the scent. In fact, I think it's Gain that just went now with even more scent. Oi, <laughs> for someone like me, hearing that is just an abomination because I know that means I'll wheeze like I'm an asthmatic. I'll lose my voice and I might have a full histamine reaction like I did to that Marlboro back in December that made it almost impossible for me to use my voice for an entire month. So yeah, this is something that is important and why I'm talking about this on Vegan Life Solutions Day is because there are detergents out there that are uh, cruelty-free and vegan and some have gone the extra step of making it so that uh, they don't they don't test on animals, they're completely vegan, and they're fragrance-free. Yay! And I want to do a little rundown of a few of my favorites and sort of leave you with my favorite. Fragrance-free, cruelty-free, vegan detergent. So let's before I do that, let's talk about the laundry detergents that do test on animals and ones that I think you should avoid. Uh, your Tide, your Gain, your Bounce, your Downy, Clorox, Whisk, Arm & Hammer, they all test on animals. They're, don't kid yourself, even if they say like Tide has a free and clear or 
Pure Clear, something like that brand now. And yeah, they, they say that the final version wasn't tested on animals, but the problem is, is that the previous ingredients were tested on animals. So if you are against testing on animals, consider buying a brand that never has tested on animals. And I'm gonna talk about those now. And oh, and let me tell you, Tide, Gain, Whisk are the three bad ones. Cheer, All, Arm & Hammer, Bounce, uh, and Snuggle Fabric Softener are the worst culprits when it comes to someone like me who's got fragrance issues. In fact, the other day, my husband and I were at the library in Chinatown. We were waiting for a friend and we were working and we, we, we were sitting at a longer table, like six foot long table. So he was in the center. I was on one side and a guy sat down next to us on the other side of the table and he was wearing clothes that had been washed in gain and we had to leave. It was so the stench was so strong and it wasn't body odor. It was the stench from the detergent. And immediately my throat started closing up and I had to leave. I had to move where I was because he was wearing this 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 outfit, these clothes that had been washed. And I know it was Gain. Gain is the worst culprit, especially since they've added fragrance. I, I had to leave. And so be aware of that, by the way. If you are uh, hanging out with someone who has these sensitivities, they're not... They're not kidding you. They're not BSing you. They, these are real sensitivities more and more. The NIH is testing for it. And the problem, of course, is that the NIH's solution is, well, sometimes you just have to leave. Well, there, yes, you do as the person with the sensitivities. It would be nice if people were like, oh, you have these sensitivities. I won't wear cologne. But uh, that isn't always the case. In fact, it's seldom the case. Most people think it's my body. I get to do what I want. Absolutely. The problem is if you decide to douse yourself in cologne or perfume, then you're going to have people who are sensitive like I am leave you. <laughs> That'll be that, right? So uh, I'm not saying it's thoughtless to wear perfume. I'm saying that, for example, if you're on an airplane, don't wear perfume because that is thoughtless because you're stuck in a tin can at 30,000 feet and the person with these issues, these sensitivities or allergies can do nothing, right? It's like they used to have a smoking section at the back of a plane thinking, oh, if you're seated at the front of the plane in the non-smoking section, you'll be fine. You won't be fine. And in fact, that's one of the reasons planes became non-smoking was because the smoke carried, the smoke traveled. So does the scent from detergents. So bear, bear that in mind. When you're, when you're around someone who has these sensitivities, consider not wearing uh scent. And I realize that I'm supposed to be talking about detergent, but uh, but I wanted to, <laughs> there's, that's, a, that's an important side note, because I'm going to be talking about the free and clear versions of all of these different detergents, right? For example, Dr. Bronner's is one, doesn't test on animals, vegan, cruelty-free, and their their peppermint version of their cleaning product is pretty strong. I mean, it smells of peppermint. It actually doesn't bother me for some reason. And that makes me wonder if it's the phthalates that bother me, not the uh, the fragrance or the scent itself. But the, the point is that there is a free and clear version of Dr. Bronner's. And even though the mint is pretty strong, the free and clear version is just fine to use and I like it fine. One of the other products that I used many, many years ago when there seemingly wasn't much else was seventh generation. That was another detergent that you could find sort of a free and clear, uh, cruelty-free vegan version of, and it's not owned by a parent company that, uh, that tests on animals. So that's another really great detergent to use. Ecos is one. They have a lavender version of Ecos, E-C-O-S, and the lavender version does bother me, so I always get the 
free and clear one, but it's another laundry detergent that works really well. Uh, there, are, there are others, Ecoverse, another one, their free and clear version. I know I can get here in New York City in various bodegas and stores. Uh, some of this stuff, unfortunately, if you have to order from places like Amazon, they make it kind of expensive to order that stuff. So, but is it more expensive than regular Tide, Gain, or Whisk, or All, or Cheer? Yes, it is. Unfortunately, these companies that test on animals and put a ton of fragrance in their detergents uh, are ubiquitous, and so they can afford to. Uh, they can afford to do that. So there, there's this way of looking at this that can be something that is, uh, you know, sort of single-minded. For example, Ecover, while it itself is cruelty-free, is owned by a company, by a parent company that's not cruelty-free. So you have to sort of watch out for who is, you know, where's the money going and where's the money coming from? And that's one of the things when I shop, that's one of the things I look for is where's the money going and where's it coming from? And that is so important to me. Now, all of the detergents that I've mentioned so far have, uh, they have bottles. They have plastic bottles that the stuff comes in. And that's another thing that we can be looking at as far as how many millions of those bottles a year end up in landfills or worse in the ocean it's a ton right well it's many many tons let's put it that way so one of the things that i've done is i've recently switched over to a product called true earth t-r-u-e-a-r-t-h and they are strips of detergent so it comes in a cardboard little box and it is vegan it is cruelty free and they're little square squares of detergent of dry detergent so you don't need a bottle right you just you take the strip and you strip you pull it in half that's what i do and it comes let's see 384 strips per box which is a fair number of uh, loads of laundry if you use just one strip now i find with this stuff that uh, that it comes, it comes, I think, in a lavender scent, but I, of course, get the fragrance-free scent. And the thing with these strips is I double up on them. And a little hint from me to you, uh, what you want to do is, in addition to stripping them, uh, pulling them apart, they're actually... There's actually a little line down the middle that helps you pull them apart. Uh, I perforated, that's it. It's a perforation that helps you pull them apart. Uh, I do, I put one set down below the laundry and one set on top of the laundry so that when the water comes in, you can get the sudsing effect from two sides. And that way it's a little bit better and a little bit easier to clean for the washing machine to clean your clothes and shout out to the person who invented the washing machine. Boy, they saved us all a lot of time. So there's, there is this notion that bottles are going to, yes, they, the bottles themselves are made of plastic, which is derived from petroleum, which is an animal product, but that's kajillions of years ago. So that, that I'm not so worried about, but of course the sheer number, the sheer volume of plastic bottles in the ocean is huge. And that I am worried about. So I've started using True Earth and I really like it. And I'm going to give them my first, my inaugural seal of ethicality. It's the Isolde seal of ethicality. Uh, my, my new associate, Peter, has 
uh, developed this. He said, you know, you talk about ethics all the time. We need to honor the companies that you think are ethical. So True Earth is the recipient of the initial Isolde seal of ethicality. So go you True Earth for coming up with a detergent that works really well, that is fragrance-free, and most of all, is good for the environment, or at least not bad for the environment, and is cruelty-free and vegan. So there you go. That is something that, that I can, you know, sort of, ah, and something I thought of before I move on to the review for this week, the restaurant review, I wanted to sort of remind you, if you're listening to the show, chances are, to this episode anyway, to the Friday episodes of the Vegan Solutions, um, the way to look at this is, as far as fragrance, is where do the fragrance molecules go, right? Let's say that guy in the library who just stank of his detergent, it was horrific. When he washes his clothes, those those molecules come from the detergent, but some of them don't stick to the clothes. Some of them go out in the water and then they go out into the treatment plant and then they have to be collected or depending on where his water goes, some of those scent molecules, whatever they are, and I don't even know what the chemistry of that is, but they're there because the scent is there. They might end up in the oceans. They might end up being... Uh, you know, taken in by the marine life. So if if you use scent, that's another way that you are contributing to pollution in the ocean. And, uh, you know, as someone who I have a vested interest in things being fragrance-free because otherwise I can't breathe or speak, that's one part of it. But the other part of it is there is a, an effect. It might be small because the molecules are small per person, but if so many people are using fragrance, that's another way we're contributing to perhaps aerosols, perhaps uh, more pollution in the ocean. So that's something to think about. You're listening to the Creative Solutions Podcast, where curiosity is king, creativity is queen, and compassion rules them both. Now I'm going to do the second part of the episode. And the second part of the episode is my review of this week's vegan restaurant, and it is Bodhi. It used to be known as Buddha Bodhi, and it is now Bodhi. It's an uh, it's an Asian restaurant uh, in Chinatown in New York City, and it is vegan. It is cruelty free. It is kosher. So that's another thing to look at. If you keep kosher, you can go there and know that you can eat perfectly well. I really like this place. One of the reasons that I really like it is because. There's just a wide variety. It's a dim sum place. You can get actual a la carte food. It's lovely. But it has a few dishes that I just want to shout out. The vegan barbecue meat. I don't even know. It's vegan barbecue strips, I'm going to call it, because it, our friend said that it tasted like uh, glazed vegan uh, bacon. I don't know. It's been so it's been the last time I ate dead pig was 1987. So I just don't remember. But uh, it is delicious. That particular dish, the steamed curry dumplings are delicious. The toasted sesame balls. I know it's, <laughs> it's this, they're like, it's, it's the, I can't even describe it. It's got a sweet sort of a bean curd in the middle and a and a, almost like a bon 
cake on the outside and then toasted sesame seeds all around. And it is outstanding. In fact, if I just got those three things, I would be perfectly content. But uh, I recently had an opportunity to go there twice in two days because one friend wanted to go and then the next day another friend. And I went sure because I like the place. We we've had a la carte items, the sweet and sour, quote unquote, chicken, uh, even though there are bell peppers on it and I can't stand them. Uh, but the 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 other part, the pineapple and the sauce, it tasted delicious. Um, and the Cantonese dumplings are amazing. J- just everything is really is fresh. It's tasty. The people are friendly. I recommend it highly as as a vegan restaurant that is that is going to give you that fabulous sense of almost nostalgia for when you used to like I used to go to a place back before I went vegetarian in the mid 80s. I used to go to a place with friends called the Forbidden City in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I went to university and always used to get the sweet and sour pork. And uh, again, sweet and sour dead pig. I'm going to call it what it is. And. Uh, and so having that sweet and sour, quote unquote, chicken at Bodhi was fabulous because it took me right back to Forbidden City 30 some odd years ago. <laughs> and and remembering when I was out with my friends, John and John, well, my boyfriend, John and our friend, John uh, at Forbidden City, we would go there often. I spent way too much money on food when I was in college. Anyway, uh, you know, but it was it was fabulous. And it reminded me, this dish reminded me of that time. So the food is delicious. Again, it's a small, relatively small space. Uh, I recommend if you're going to go on a Friday or Saturday, get there before 6, maybe before 6.30 because it fills up. And then people are waiting, waiting, waiting. So get there or you can make a reservation i believe i i never have i just go and show up but try to show up at times when i know it's not going to be super busy and i will say that there is a former sort of sister restaurant they both used to sort of be called buddha bodhi i think uh and it might be buddha bodhi but it's b-o-d-h-i-e and uh so and then there was some sort of rift between the people who co-own these restaurants and one is on Mott Street and one is on Mulberry Street. The one on Mott Street is calls itself the original Buddha Bodhi. And the one on Mulberry Street changed its name officially to Bodhi, B-O-D-H-I. Again, uh, sorry for the confusion. The one I'm talking about is Mulberry, not the one on Mott, because the one on Mott has egg. It's not vegan. It's vegetarian. And I try to only go to vegan restaurants and I'll only ever review uh, vegan restaurants or ve- restaurants that are, I guess, trying to be vegan. I, I actually, let me ask you, if you're listening to this, if you've gotten this far, what do you think? Should I be reviewing restaurants that have a, a wide vegan selection so that when you go there with non-vegans, you can go, yes, I can. this is a restaurant I can recommend. I will never be able to recommend the animal dishes, but I can certainly recommend the vegan dishes. Drop me a line and let me know what you think about that. Because I would like to give you the reviews that are useful to you. Okay. Like if you're coming to visit New York, if you're listening to this and you're coming to visit New York City and you want to go out with non-vegan friends, you might want to have that. But personally, I would rather just keep really supporting all vegan restaurants. There's 
a plethora here in New York City. And when I travel, I will also be doing reviews like next week. I'm going to be away and I, and I know that there's a fabulous little vegan restaurant where I'm going. So I'm going to do a review of that. Anyway, uh, let me let me know what you think about that. I would love to hear about it. If you go to the show notes, you can drop me a line. That way, there's a little place that you can leave me a voicemail on there. Uh, it's I forget what it's called, stovetop. I want to say. Anyway, the reason I'm saying that is if you leave me a voicemail with your answer, I'll put it on the show because why not? That would be super cool. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of talking about fragrance-free, vegan, cruelty-free detergent and my first seal of ethicality going to true earth and second uh my review of bodhi restaurant down in chinatown in new york city and i hope that you are telling your friends about this show especially if you're vegan and you're listening to these review episodes of detergents and other things and if there's a restaurant that you are delighted in that you'd like me to review particularly one of course in new york city because that's where i spend most of my time I would love to hear about it. Drop me a line with that information too. And I will go, I'll make it a point to go and review that place. All right, cool. Uh, Until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg reminding you as always to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.